Hey Bene, welcome to the sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. I'm Mommy Imperfect, aka Rina Dipti Annabelle, and this is a podcast where you get your weekly dose of unfiltered girl chat. The place where we explore different aspects of womanhood, and the place where we celebrate those women who are changing the world one bit at a time. In this episode, I am talking about one of my favourite subjects, fashion, style, clothes and shopping. I mean, I am a recovered shopaholic, by the way. If you want to hear more about that, you can head to episode 83 of the Reformed Shopaholics, where I spoke to Theodora, a fellow Reformed Shopaholic. But today I'm talking about sustainable style. So the world is a bit of a crazy place right now in many ways, but something that has been on my mind lately and a lot of people's minds is the word sustainability how can we avoid depleting the earth of its natural resources whilst meeting our needs and ensuring future generations can also meet their needs that's basically what sustainability means in a nutshell but did you know how much of an impact the fashion industry has on the world how can we shop sustainably while still looking stylish and not breaking the bank well my guest Patsy Deer has the answers she is a personal stylist a fashion consultant a colour expert, a TV presenter and a lecturer. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect, Patsy. Hello. Lovely to see you again, Rena. You too. And well, we've spoken very, very before. Very, hot day. Very, very <laughs> hot day. We're both finding ourselves down. It's uh, almost going to be 40 degrees soon. Um, but we've spoken... The UK has ever seen. I know. Uh, yes. And, and we will be probably talking about the effects of the environment and all that kind of stuff. But we have, we've spoken before, haven't we, on my other gig, BBC Radio Berkshire. But it's nice to actually speak to you, um, seeing you as well now. Um, so, yes, the hottest day of the year. And it does concern me, this whole global warming, climate change. Is it something that you think about a lot as well? A lot, a lot. I mean, I've I've always been or tried to be as sustainable as possible, and that doesn't just go with you know with fashion and styling. It you know it it's, can start at home really with what we consume, how we consume it. Uh, so I think you have to look at the whole broad spectrum. Okay, you know, fashion has got a lot to answer for um, because you know eighty percent of anything brand new is actually ending up in landfill sites unworn. Um, so there's definitely something wrong there and something we all need to do about that. But we really need to look at the whole way we live our lives and try and live our lives as sustainably as possible. Um, you know, growing your own vegetables, for example, a lot more people are, are doing that. Um, think about how far something has to travel to get to you yeah. um, and how many miles it has, or continents it has to travel, uh, because it, it, it all has a massive impact on you know on sustainability and the future of the world for you know not for us necessarily but for our children and yeah. our children's children you're absolutely right and I I kind of try to look at what I'm throwing away and thinking how can I use things so that I don't have to throw that much stuff away so like um I've started just experimenting with like you know the shampoo bars instead of yeah. a shampoo yeah. bottle because the plastic bottles you go through so many and I'm like what am I doing? You know, I've, I've stopped using shower gels a while ago. I just use a bar of soap and I have a specific one that I really like that it comes in a cardboard package, you know, so that can be recycled and then yes. there's no plastic. So that makes me feel a bit better. Yeah. I mean, there's all the, all those little things make, you know, the end result much different. We all start doing things like that. It does have a bigger impact because a lot of this plastic, like you say, for shampoo bottles, etc., they can't even be recycled. So they just end up in landfill. 
and they never decompose over you know no. millions of years so so yeah i think we just need to be a bit more mindful about how we shop um as a consumer really yeah. so patsy your passion for fashion let's yes. let's get into that so where did where did this start how did you go down oh this route God. to personal um, stylist uh, i mean at the age of 14 i was subscribing to vogue I mean, that's that's where it probably all started for me. And my mum would say, "You'd be in your bedroom designing clothes at that at that age." So it's always been in me the creative the creative side. But obviously, I went through schooling, etc., and ended up becoming um, an accountant by profession. So I, I went into a corporate environment yeah. um, for twenty years, and then I ended up. Um, after having my son 15, 16 years ago now, he's just turned 16, um, I decided just to really follow my passion for fashion. And I retrained to become a personal stylist at the London College of Style, uh, where I now lecture, uh, which is a real privilege, really, to, you know, to, to help other students. Um, and it's sort of it's gone on from there, really. So I've worked anything from backstage London Fashion Week to front row. And I tend to now, certainly in the last probably three years or so, really been working with a lot of UK uh, sustainable brands because that's where I really want to, to focus uh, what I do and, and to, to shout about sustainable brands and to highlight them on my social media platform so people get to know who they are, what they do, how ethical they are. Uh, because I think, it, you know, it's important to give that information. And you can't readily find this information, actually. So I, I was having a look at your um, Instagram page um, a few days ago, and you really do um, shout out about these small brands who are having, like, they've got quite quirky things, and you, you can end up looking yeah. really unique uh, shopping from these brands, but you'd never really know about them. So I, I think it's wonderful yeah. that you're, yeah. so you're exposed. Yeah, it's my mission, really, to highlight all of these wonderful sustainable ethical brands out there that not a lot of people know about because you find a lot of influencers or should we say bloggers they're all talking about high street yeah most of the time yeah. and i think anyone that's conscious like we are do, don't really want to be bombarded with all this high street because a lot of the high street brands and i'm not saying all of them but a lot of them although they are starting to get better on the sustainability side and they have like, some of them have their own little eco collections, yeah. a large majority of their, of their collection isn't sustainable. So I think we need to be, you know, need to be aware of that as well. And, and also in terms of the, the look, you know, you do end up looking pretty much the same because yeah. all the high street yeah. brands have got some kind of variation on the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah, I think it was that, that Zara dress or that H&M or that yeah. new look or whatever, which is, you know, it's fine because also you have to think about affordability. Yes. But there are ways to shop sustainably um, that you don't have to go sort of on the high street to do. Um, and one of the best ways to do that for me is to, one, the most sustainable way to shop is to wear your wardrobe. I know Gabby Roslin, I think she's amazing. She's so quirky. Um, I follow her on Instagram and she's great because she does it all the time. She said, I'm, I'm shopping my wardrobe today. You think, fantastic. It is an amazing way. I mean, I still pick out things from my wardrobe that are over 10 years old and still enjoy wearing them. 
And why shouldn't we be doing that? Um, another wonderful way is to shop pre-loved. So you're picking up something, maybe you, you'd spend £40 on the high street for something, a new dress, for example, to wear for an occasion. Why not go into a pre-loved shop and pick up something for £40 that may have been worth originally £400? You're going to, one, you're being more sustainable because you're wearing something that's already been worn. Um, two, you're probably wearing something in a beautiful fabric, like a, you know, a natural fibre, like a cotton or a linen or a silk. And it's much, much better quality and better made than something you'd probably buy for £40 on the high street. Yeah. I mean, there's this, um, there's this bag that I really like and I'm not going to get it full price I'm not going to get it from the shop because I keep having a look on eBay and there's different ones that are being sold and I, I'm, I'm like you know what I'll bid and I'll see and I, I'm going to just get it from eBay I think because that I'm, I'm just I'm trying to be better in that way and I'm like I don't really need this but it's nice and why don't I get a pre-loved one um Absolutely. and you know we all love to shop there's you know we shouldn't we shouldn't feel ashamed to shop Okay, because it's a it's fun, isn't it? It's a fun experience. I mean, I take clients out for shopping experiences, but I do try and just be mindful about it. And we, you know, normally we do a, a wardrobe detox before, and then we'd see the missing gaps possibly in the wardrobe that will make up a cohesive capsule wardrobe. So we're mindfully shopping, and then we're picking up things that I try to to keep to sustainable um, fabrics, ethically made that are going to last, that they're not just, as we were talking last time we, we, we chatted about fast fashion, they're not fast fashion. There's something you're going to have in your wardrobe for 10 years and love and enjoy. So I think there's, there's a difference about shopping mindfully and definitely about just shopping, for, you know, for the love of shopping, really. Yeah. Um, you mentioned their capsule collection now, yes. over the years, I have heard this term a lot. Capsule collection? Have you capsule collection? Um, what is a capsule collection? Just well, basically, they're normally, I mean, they used to say there was like 12 items, but I, I would stretch that probably 20 items, if not a bit more, to um, interchange with other items that are seasonal items that are in your wardrobe, but they're classic, timeless pieces. For example, a pair of jeans or a tailored pair of trousers, a shift dress, a trench coat, a, you know, a winter's coat that's cut correctly for your body shape, um, a, you know, a skirt, a white blouse, but obviously depending on your skin tone, it wouldn't be white, it could be ivory or cream. Uh, but they're all just standard timeless pieces that you can augment with seasonal pieces or seasonal trends mm -hmm. so you'll have your classic jeans or your classic tailored trousers and you'll put a different top on um, that works well for that seasonal trend but you'll put your timeless piece over the top whether that's a biker jacket or a, uh, a blazer that you'll be having in your wardrobe for many years so that's how a capsule wardrobe really works mm. and I mean how can we kind of make those pieces stand out put our own little quirky spin on these because they sound they do sound like oh you know if everyone has a white blouse it's that fine but then did you get what I'm saying how can we personalize that yeah I mean it's it's all about your body shape as well right. I mean obviously it's got to be the right tone color 
for your skin tone. But, um, you know, a white blouse, wow, a white blouse is a white blouse, but it's not, is it? If you're more petite, mm. then you'd pick something that's much more tailored. And if you're apple shape, you may want to disguise that area. So you have to, it's every element of the capsule wardrobe has to be picked out mindfully again, because it needs to be perfect for your body shape. Yeah. And obviously we can, we can talk about that in length on another occasion, how to maybe to, to, to dress for different types of body shapes, because that's a different subject in itself. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it, every element has to be thought through really so that you can pick out these pieces in your wardrobe and you know that they're, they're all going to look amazing. And then stamping out a mark, as you said, you may want to dress that up with, a, you know, a nice silk scarf, a neck scarf, for example, or some really lovely um, statement earrings or a headband in a bright seasonal colour, for example. You know, you can imagine a white, a white or ivory blouse with a, a coral or orange headband, if that's your, you know, yep, that's part of your colourway, mm. a pop of colour. So you could have quite a, should I say, a timeless outfit, a shift dress and, a, and a, a blazer, and then decide to have a bright yellow bag or a bright, you know, a pink bag. And then suddenly you've got this juxtaposition where you've got this pop of pop of colour that you wouldn't be expecting. Mm. And that's where it all comes into play. Or it could even be a pop of colour on a pair of shoes. Yeah. And I, I, I love this kind of juxtaposition, as you said, with fashion. Like, you know, and I, I kind of, so I love things that look really smart, like from, uh, you know, the top part of me, but then I love to put it with like some funky trainers. Like I just love, I love that. You know yeah. what I mean? Even yeah. suits I've, I've worn with trainers and um, I, looks great. Yeah. I mean, I, lo I love wearing a maxi dress or a midi dress with trainers. You know, you don't, you don't have to wear a pair of court shoes or wedges look great, but yeah. a pair of trainers, fantastic. And when I'm traveling in and out of London all the time, I'm always in trainers because you don't really want to go shopping uh, for hours on end with, uh, with high heels on. Yeah. So it just doesn't work. So I think trainers are great. Um, also think about, you know, when Meghan Markle first came to our, our, our screens, she was very much the juxtaposition. She'd have a very smart blazer on with a maybe a plain white t-shirt and then a pair of ripped jeans yeah and that was her sort of signature style and it looked great it suited her whereas you'd never see Kate Middleton dressed like mm -hmm. that because she's more of a classic dresser so you'd see her in the blazer but you'd have her in, you know she'd put a pair of tailored trousers on mm. or a, a lovely fitted fitted dress because it, their style personalities are different and I think that that comes to play with your capsule wardrobe, you have to think about, well, you know, what is my, my style personality? You know, someone would be more comfortable in something that's bright, bright with bold pattern, and someone else would be feeling completely drowned by that. So yeah. you have to consider all, all elements, really. Who are your sort of style inspirations? Well, I've been different people through the years, but I, I mean, I would say sort of at the top of the list would be people like Coco Chanel that, you know, that, that bought out the, I would say the first capsule wardrobe for me um, in, in time. I mean, you could literally pick up a piece that she's created 50, 60 years ago, and the same designs are still in the, on the high street, basically. And the classic Chanel jackets you'll still find in Chanel in the boutiques. 
And, you know, people like Audrey Hepburn, for example, I mean, just class, just just timeless classic. Yeah. Uh, but as I was growing up, it could have been people like Annie Lennox, for example, because I just thought she had a unique style. And I love that. Mm. So, I mean, I, I go from even my star personality, I can go from feeling days where I just want to be purely elegant, timeless, classic. And then another day, I feel like I want to be a bit more quirky. So I do have... I think we all have those different days. You know, we all have those days where we want to put jeans and a biker jacket on. And we'll have days where we want to wear an elegant floaty maxi dress. And I think that's what's great about fashion. Yes. We can express ourselves through fashion and how we're feeling. It's not, not as easy for a man to do that. But we're so lucky as women because we've got so much choice. I mean, it's getting better for men now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we're, just, we're just so lucky. Yeah, it is fun. It's definitely fun doing that. I mean, I, I feel like I have to kind of maintain two separate wardrobes. So my Western wardrobe and then, yeah. I mean, you'll know about this, my Indian wardrobe as well, because obviously your husband is Indian. You know, you've got um, mixed race children and I'm assuming yeah, there's and a lot. I, I have a few saris tucked away as well. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, do you like wearing saris? Is, is that um... I love them. Yeah, I think they're beautiful. But again, I have to be careful with the colours because some of them are quite bright yes. and I, I find them quite over overbearing for me. So with this whole, you know, the Desi wardrobe, the Indian wardrobe, I mean, it, marrying into an Indian family, that is quite a thing that you have to take on, right? This, all the, the, the festivals. It's a big thing. It's a big thing, you know, because I wasn't used to going to these amazing weddings. I mean, you know what an Indian wedding is like. It's so completely different <laughs> yeah. from a sort of standard English wedding, should mm. I say. I mean, they go on for days for a start. <laughs> And even my, my sister-in-law's wedding. I mean, I, I think I had about four or five outfit changes just in one day. But it was great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And uh, as I call it, you know, doing my different Indian dancing, but my favourite is the light bulb dance, um, mm -hmm, as, we, mm -hmm. as we all call it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love it. I love the colours. I love the the excitement, the joy. The, you know, it's just so wonderful being at these celebrations and uh, yeah all of the ladies look absolutely amazing in all of their sparkles and color and yeah I love saris I think they're beautiful and, and with the colors like you were saying you've got to be careful about the colors so I know that you are a color expert as well I mean that sounds very intriguing um, just tell me a little bit about that well with color uh, in a nutshell uh, you're either you, you either have a yellow undertone of skin or you have a, a blue undertone of skin is this with skin. any kind of um, an ethnicity uh it can be right. it can be i mean for example most japanese people will all have a winter um palette mm -hmm. uh, which would be you know a blue undertone right so you'd you would you would normally buy a, a makeup with a pink undertone to it rather than a yellow I, I mean, there I've is a, there's an example. I think I've got a little bit of yellow to me. Yeah, it just completely depends. You can normally tell by looking at somebody's veins as well. So if they if they've got more of a green tone vein, then you'd be on the warmer spectrum. Right. And if they're more of a blue toned vein, you'd be on the cooler spectrum. Mm. But there is an exact science, and obviously the way that we react to color. So one obviously 
wearing the right colour, or what I would call your wow colours, which I introduce my clients to, they are the sort of colours that make your skin look luminous. You know those days where people look at, actually say to you, Rena, you look amazing today. It's because probably you're wearing the colour that is perfect for your skin tone and it bounces back that light against your face and makes your skin look luminous. But it's, you know, it's clever, but it's all about wearing the right colours and they make such a, an amazing impact. And obviously wearing the wrong colour can have such a negative effect as well. You know, they're the days where you're thinking, oh gosh, my skin looks a bit dull and grey and I don't understand why. And it could well be the fact that um, it's, it's the colour of whatever you, you've got that you're wearing that's mm. right up against your face. And so it does have such a... Once clients of mine have found, you know, their, their wow colours, should we say, I mean, they never never look back because they think, well, you know, that's the key, that's the answer. It can literally take 10 years off your, you know, um, off your life in respect of the way that you look. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I always... The <laughs> yeah the boat that as well. that's fine. um like I mean talking about that kind of thing and, and and aging and things like that like I was talking to a friend um the other day and she was like oh are you worried that you know when we reach like late 40s 50s we're gonna be like feel invisible and I'm like mm, I'm actually not worried about that actually I don't know maybe it's my personality I never think in those terms but I have heard this thing that you do um, around 50 you know you feel oh you know the clothes are not for me fashion's not for me you're not that relevant anymore I mean what's your take on all this Patsy yeah I mean I, I do have a lot of clients that do come to me with with those sort of obstacles should I say um, but it, it you know they could be stuck in a a style rut where they you know they've got to an age maybe in their 40s or 50s I think I don't what I used to wear doesn't work for me anymore. And I need really a, a capsule wardrobe that works for me every day. And their lifestyle could have changed. So maybe they were in a corporate environment and suddenly they're not. They're at home or they're working from home. And really what they wore for work or used to wear for work doesn't work for, for them and their lifestyle anymore. It could be, I mean, some of my clients recently uh, would have had a baby, for example, and suddenly they want to be, their their clothes and their wardrobe suddenly change because they're they may be at home more. They're not going into the office. They they want something more casual, but but looking a little bit edgy. They want to look like yummy mummies. They don't want to look like frumpy mummies, should I say? Mm. Uh, so it's just finding the key to to all of these things. Um, but certainly, you know, I've had seventy year old women that have said for the first time ever since having a consultancy, um, they've walked into a room and they've actually been given a compliment of the way they look. And that's so, for me, aspirational. And that's why I do what I do, because it's giving somebody their confidence back. And every woman deserves that. Definitely. Um, yeah. No, definitely. Um, I mean, uh, you talked about lifestyle changes and things like that there. Like I really, I find that being a mum, it's, it's quite difficult in a way because especially if you're like a stay-at-home mum, which I have been for years on and off, you just think, well, what's the point of me actually putting on something that takes time and effort to look decent when my kid's going to be like, put chocolate stains on me 
or I'm going to be just kneeling on the floor, changing in our piece, or I'm just going to be doing the school run. So, and I, I'm sure I went through a phase of literally looking like a I don't know like I shopped at like some like gym bargain basement sale because I just looked like literally leggings hair scraped back and it wasn't and and I had to actually talk to myself and be like you know what don't go to your kid's school looking like this don't because also you're representing your family and why don't you just make a little bit of effort but it's so easy isn't it just thinking well I'm not going anywhere I've got a job to go to really it is but don't you feel the difference when you do make that effort, and I'm not saying you have to make a lot of effort, but it could be just putting on the dress, mm. maybe putting a little bit of blusher and bronzer on, bit of lip gloss, doing whatever with your hair. It makes a hundred percent difference, doesn't it? To just it does. how you described, because it's all about how you feel. It doesn't matter about anyone else. It's how you feel, and if you're feeling good and confident, that you know that that expresses to everybody else on the on the outside but uh, yeah I mean I just I think we underestimate the power of dressing happy dressing well and thinking about the color the colors that make you feel happy because all of these colors are very seductive they give you positive energy I mean think of pinks I mean it's, it's full of positivity you think of, of yellow you think of the you know sunshine and happiness and you know all of these colors are just so so expressive uh blue very calming so if if you went for an interview it it's a good color to wear because blue is calming and and confident so all you know they all mean different things so don't ever underestimate the power of power of color really Mm. Patsy thank you so much it's been really lovely speaking to you and if people want to find out a bit more about you and Style Fix how they can get a Style Fix from you just give yourself a little plug I will do well my um my website is stylefixuk.com um you can find me on Instagram uh under patsy's underscore style underscore fix bit of a mouthful um I'm on Facebook under Style Fix um and that's where i mean i have got bits on youtube as well and all all over the place and you'll find me on lcs london college of style um on their website as well as i do a bit of lecturing for them so yeah i am all about so watch out (laughs) and it's been an absolute pleasure and i don't think we've covered again so much of what we wanted to cover but i would say when you're going out shopping girls think about looking at the label making sure whatever you're buying is a natural fiber, cotton, linen, silk, etc. Even better if it's organic, even better if it's a recycled byproduct of cotton or something like uh, viscose, which is made from bamboo. And there's certain recycled types of bamboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Cupro, that's the cotton but it's um, Ecovero, which is the equivalent in viscose. But just, yeah, be mindful about what you're shopping for. Try to avoid uh, things like polyester and nylon. Is it plastic, One, basically? Some form plastic. of plastic. It's a, yeah, and it's completely unnatural. It takes an awful lot off the environment to produce. And also, it's not breathable. It's not a nice fabric to wear, really, certainly in this weather, no. um, because it's just not breathable. Also, I've uh, I wanted to ask you about leather, like bags and things like that. Is, yeah. is it okay to to get leather to buy leather? Or... Well, for me, 
I think, it's, you know, some people may not agree with me. Mm. Uh, there, there, are, there are products out there at the moment trying to be more sustainable making faux leather. Vegan but leather. But... I would say if you're looking at being more sustainable with leather goods, I would say leather is probably more sustainable than faux because faux takes a lot more to make. Again, it's a, pla- it's a form of plastic, although some of it now it's coming out, it's being made of recycled plastic bottles and what have you, and there's a lot more brands that are doing the same with recycled plastic. But on the whole, leather is a byproduct of something we already consume. So yeah. it is more sustainable and takes up less water and processing to produce. And even better if you can buy pre-loved leather, like you're saying, a pre-loved leather bag or a leather yeah. jacket. And does it last longer as well? I feel like leather, leather does last longer because even when it gets bit beaten up, it looks okay, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, if you had a decent leather biker jacket, for example, you look after it, it should last you a lifetime, really. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily commit that to a faux leather one um, because I've seen some faux leather materials that will disintegrate within literally yes. two or three years bags yeah. I, mean, I mean one thing I've started doing is thinking no I, I do deserve a nice bag and I, I bought leather and simply because the the faux leather ones they've started peeling very quickly yeah. they'll start peeling and they just look really the top awful layer doesn't it the yeah, top layer, the top layer. Then, well what do you do with that it yeah. ends up on a landfill site again exactly exactly so so yes, I, I do agree. So um so okay, so so have a look at the label, preferably organic, cotton, natural materials, um, yeah. and then and also this whole I guess looking for the recycled uh, um products. Like I've I've got a swimming costume. I think it is it speedo? Um, Zogs, Zogs, I think, yeah. yeah. And it was and it says I used to be plastic bottles from the ocean and which, which so I think is brilliant. Many. Yeah, there's so many brands out there now doing that. Um I've been working with um a fitness activewear brand that makes all of their active wear out of recycled bottles. It's called Feel Fit, if anyone's interested, have a look at the Great. website. Um, okay. And they, they actually have developed their own completely sustainable eco-gym that's, that's run by, I think it's by Solar Power or whatever, but it's amazing. So, you know, they're, they're, there are a lot of good brands out there at the moment um, really trying their hardest mm. to be as ethical and sustainable as possible i mean this dress for example i'm wearing today Lovely. is an organic it's beautiful uh, ethically made uh it's it's by a brand called Tallulah Tal- and hope mm-hmm. uh, so another one to look out for okay so you were just talking about um the sustainable brand one of the brands that you work with uh the gym the gym brand yeah yeah it's called feel fit um and all of their active wear is made purely from recycled plastic bottles and they're, they're actually set up the first, I think, it's certainly in the UK, uh, their first eco-gym that's run completely sustainably. Are these... Like, uh, so that's that's amazing. I, I love that. I absolutely love that because I think that there is so much plastic around. Like you said, I feel guilty for it, you know, as I was yeah. saying. So, you know, when there's something... Um, that we can do about it and, and wear these things, recycle them. I think it's wonderful. Are they a bit more expensive though than the normal no, high street? No, and in fact, they're definitely not as expensive as brands like Sweaty Betty, etc. So yeah, definitely worth looking at. Right. And um, lovely small brand. And it's always nice to support smaller, smaller brands as well. 
Uh, and I can certainly give you a list of brands if anyone is interested or they, if they want to DM me. Um, I can always give them different lists of brands depending on what they're looking for, whether it's from activewear, swimwear, clothing, you name it. Mm. I've, got, I've, I've got the big black book. Um, I think if I listed them all for you today, it would be it would yes. be too much. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. I think it would be de- depending on what somebody's looking for, really. Yes, but so the, brands on yeah. request to Patsy. Brands, yes, on brands on request. Yeah, I guess in a nutshell, what I'm trying to get across is that: oh, do we just buy less? Do you think and better quality, or or do we I, just be more aware of what we are buying? I think it's it's being mindful. So it's buy well try and buy less when you are buying you're better off spending maybe a little bit more for something of better quality that is more sustainable than something that maybe is more like we're saying fast fashion that you'll have for a season and then end up doing whatever with Um, just think about having a capsule wardrobe that's going to work season upon season and of course you'll want to buy the odd seasonal piece to throw in there to update your wardrobe but when you are buying it just try and be a bit more mindful about how you're shopping for it and it could well be that you think actually I'm going to go and look pre-loved I want you know I want this season's color in a t-shirt to wear with my biker jacket but I'm going to look pre-loved first because it's much more sustainable and I may end up getting something that's far superior in quality for less price, for less cost. So just have a think about how you're shopping and, you know, go and have a look at, you know, if you're going to a wedding or a special occasion, rather than buying a brand new outfit that you may never wear again, why not hire it? Yes, hiring, excellent idea. Hire it and you can buy some absolutely amazing, and there's so many different, again, if, if anyone wants to DM me, there's lots of different hire companies out there. And even Netta Porter, I think, has started to do pre-loved um, as part of their um, remit, which is which is brilliant. So more it. and more people are doing that. Mm. Um, so just look out there, Google it, look at your pre-loved shops locally. They're coming, they're popping up all over the place. There's so many of them around. I think even within our circles, family and friends, borrowing is good. Like I, I'll borrow, you know, things from my friends. We'll, you know, oh, can I try your dress on? I've got this event. Or can I borrow that really have, nice skirt? Have a, have, a, have a little girly party, a swap party. Because yeah. there could be things that you have that somebody else would love and you can do a swap. I mean, and, and, re- and reignite your wardrobe with something new. I've just got these absolutely beautiful, um, kind of like a shiny material, uh, pale pink trousers for going out, which have come to me um, from a friend via another friend who tried them. They didn't fit. She's like, Do you know what? These are from her. Um, you can have them. And I'm like, brilliant. I love them. So Fantastic. it's all good. And, and- they're they're bringing you joy and I think that's what it's all about it's you know fashion should bring you joy yeah and if you're not you know if you're not putting something on in the morning and it doesn't make you feel happy then maybe you're not wearing the right thing but every day is a new day and we should be all be feeling the best person we could possibly feel in what we're wearing so Um, all right we do have to wear our gym wear that's fine but don't wear it all day put put something different on afterwards 
Absolutely. Patsy, thank you so much. I do feel like we can go on forever, and um, but we're going to have to <laughs> hold it there. Thank you. And do check out Patsy, um, or her details. She shared them earlier. Check out myself as well on social media at Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect or at Arena D. Annabelle. And please do share this podcast. It is growing, but it's not from any marketing. It's from you guys sharing it. So um, do us this a favour, write a nice review, share it. Until next week, bye. Yeah, bye-bye.